Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Adam Morgan. It's a condition regarding which you can be born or develop if you may have been involved in a car crash causing trauma to the head. The Centers for Disease Control describes epilepsy as a common neurological condition characterized by recurrent seizures. An estimated 3.4 million Americans are affected by the condition. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Although a cure continues to be researched for epilepsy, it can be effectively managed with some medications and in some situations with surgery. Epilepsy is our focus on this edition with, from the Epilepsy Foundation Colorado, Raleigh Cooper and Ms. Peru Southwell. The causes are grouped into five general areas, which are genetic, structural, metabolic, immune-related, and infection. So everyone's epilepsy looks different, and everybody can be afflicted by it in different ways. So it, it looks different because... It manifests itself differently according to the person then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So like those signs and symptoms, they can vary across people. Um, so if someone were to have a seizure, they might have temporary confusion, like staring off into the distance, uncontrollable jerking moment, movements of the arms and legs, um, loss of consciousness and awareness. So seizures are the main indicator that you might? Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's correct. Do the seizures, seizures just hit? Or do maybe you have a small one here and a medium one next, and then you have a full one? Or do they just show up and there it is? It's different for different people. Uh, mm-hmm. There are focal and generalized seizures. Focal seizures will sometimes present with an aura. Something will, you'll have a sense of deja vu or an uh, immediate strong feeling of joy, sadness, something like that. And mm-hmm. then you'll have your um, motor and sensor- sensory abnormalities. And that's a focal seizure, which is limited to one hemisphere of the brain. Yeah. Now, when people think of seizures, they generally think of tonic-clonic, also previously known as grand mal seizures. Those are generalized seizures, and those afflict about 30% of those that live with epilepsy. Grand mal is, that's just, I mean, it sounds like it's big because you're using the word grand, is that right? That is. So that is an antiquated term now. We refer to that now as tonic-clonic, when your muscles completely contract the tone, the tonic, and then the clonic is the shaking. And that is the stereotypical seizure that you would see. If somebody has a seizure, how long does it, uh, it, it, it run? Are they short or are they long? It depends, and it's different, again, for everybody. I think yeah. that's why epilepsy is so hard to diagnose and treat because it varies so much from person to person. The funds that the foundation receives will go to help research, will go to help people, maybe low-income people who may need some uh, medications or something that can help. Is that correct? Yep. So our mission at the Epilepsy Foundation of Colorado is to empower, educate, and connect, and mm-hmm. that can look different. For different populations. So empowering people is making them, you know, not feel alone and giving them a sense of their own self-advocacy to be powerful and able to do the things that they want to do. That connecting is making people, again, not feel alone and knowing that we are here to help. And there are so many other people, 60,000 Coloradans live with epilepsy. There are so many other people just like you that have it. So you're not by yourself. 
and then just educating because a lot of the population, general population, has no idea what to do with someone when they have a seizure. Now you said something about being alone. Is 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 that I can't say a byproduct, but is that a result? Uh, somebody has a seizure, then other people don't want to be around them or near them, and so they become isolated. Absolutely. Really. Mm-hmm. And we're here to fight that. We don't need that. We don't need people to feel like that. And so getting getting the education word out is really important. There. Absolutely. Reducing the stigma because people see it sometimes as a scary thing or as like, a, oh, I don't know what to do about that. And they're afraid a little bit and they mm-hmm. don't need to be. So that education piece rolls into kind of the trainings that we do at schools. At We've done them at like halfway houses. We've mm-hmm. done them a lot of places the public all is so that people can understand, be more comfortable, and know what to do when a seizure happens. So Raleigh, is that one of the reasons why some of the general public will back off because they don't know what to do when somebody has a seizure or just the way it looks? It says, oh, no, or are we so conditioned by by strange films that we think, you know, the exorcist needs to be called? Really? And, and people and will back off because of that. Actually, in olden days, people would uh if someone would have a seizure they'd call a priest and try and perform an exorcism and there's a lot of misinformation about there one of the most common things that you'd think about is to stick a spoon in someone's mouth so that they don't swallow their tongue when in reality you stick a spoon in someone's mouth and they are having a tonic clonic seizure they can break their teeth they're not going to swallow their tongue it's um, not humanly possible <laughs> correct <laughs> As really, long as that, 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 uh, whoa, hang on. People have that idea that you got to stick a tongue a, in their mouth so they don't swallow it. Or your wallet or something. Or a pencil, something to keep mm-hmm. them from swallowing their tongue. And that's the best thing you can do for somebody is be there with them, make sure that they're not hitting their head if they are having a tonic clonic seizure, and be there for when they get out. And there is no need to call an ambulance for a seizure that's less than four minutes unless they've injured themselves in a fall or something like that. Just really being there for when they wake being up. There, being there is the key to yes, the key to helping them. Yes, mm-hmm. and I can give a great example of seeing someone having a seizure at our sure. summer camp and just trying to end that stigma. Mm-hmm. We had a camper that during a skit, he had an absence seizure where he it just looked like he was staring off into space, spasming with his hand. And we had one of the nurses that were up there, and he just she stood right next to him. And when he came out of it, he was there, and they all said their name and their part. He said his name, and... Just made a quick joke. I forgot my lines. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, that's that's in, in an ideal world. That is how we'd like to see a seizure like that. So handled. when somebody comes into goes into a seizure, um, all you do is just wait for them to come out of it. That's basically it. Basically, uh, it, making sure they're safe. If they have a drop seizure, oh, yeah, they're yeah, on the right. ground. You know, you want to make sure there's not sharp objects or anything they could hurt themselves on around them. So clearing the area is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to hold them down. That's not what we want to do, just making sure that they're comfortable. Yeah. But just and being there. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it comes out and they're done. Mm-hmm. There might be some confusion afterward and you're just you're there for them to help them through it afterward. How about parents who have young kids who may be affected by it? Uh, is is there some special advice that they need to have at least the first time it hits? Because I know they're calling 911 in a heartbeat. Uh, take them. I, I, I can just say from experience a couple of days sure. ago, a friend of mine, um, her eight-year-old son had a seizure. They took him to the hospital, and they're just yeah. being there with him and seek medical treatment mm-hmm. and get the, the process started of seeing whether or not the, a diagnosis 
of epilepsy is something my friend's son right now is at Children's Hospital in Boston and he had some tests and they're going to follow up. But, you know, even it may have been a one-off seizure that does mm-hmm. happen a lot. One in 10 people will have a seizure in their lifetime. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Really? One in 10? But that does not necessarily mean that they have epilepsy. So, and, and you call those one-offs? I, or non-epilepsy. No, no, no. The reason why, I, that's, the, uh, that's, that's the same term we use in television for a, <laughs> a one show that airs once is a one-off. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and the, for this child in particular, they're, they're going to see. And if he, if he does end up having, if they monitor him and he does end up having epilepsy, my uh, advice to them was it's not the end of the world. Just because you see horror stories it doesn't mean that it can't be treated. And even if it takes some time to figure out what that treatment is, it's you can live well with epilepsy. So there's no cure, but there is treatment. There is treatment, different medications. And one of the things that is one of our educational programs is um, something called Beyond Medication. Okay, tell let's, me about it. Let's say that you are somebody who lives with epilepsy, has been on and tried multiple medications and still do not have your epilepsy controlled, there are other treatments and medical devices that could help. And we do an educational program with medical professionals to enlighten our population about what those treatment options might be and whether or not it might be right for them. Okay. Okay. Before we even touch on some of those, you have an event coming up? We do. On Sunday, September 15th, yeah. we have the Colorado Springs Strides for Epilepsy 5K, which is our superhero-themed 5K. It's at uh, Memorial Park in Colorado Springs, beginning at 9 a.m. We've got lots of music, fun, food, games. It's going to be fun for the whole family. Uh, we are, uh, if you sign up by... September 13th at noon, you can save $5 on your registration fee, although we do uh, do registration the day of. Everybody that attends gets a really cool T-shirt that we actually just got. They're super fun. The support for the 5K is going to help the foundation and going for research, going for medications. What's it going for? So all the funds that we raise go toward our mission here in Colorado to empower, connect, and educate to get folks together because it is so isolating. And this is such a great event in particular because it is a great way to meet other people who are living with or caretakers of those living with this condition. And I'll say that um, more information on this event is on our website at yeah. epilepsycolorado.org. Peru. Uh, What is seizure first aid? So first aid for seizures is aimed at keeping that person safe until the seizure stops on its own. So staying calm yourself. Um, You can loosen anything if it's like a tie around their neck, maybe help to loosen that. Do not restrain them or put anything in their mouth. Clear the area around them and stay with them after the seizure stops. And so if if you're friends with a person who you know has – seizures, then it's good for you to be up on what to do and using uh, seizure first aid so that you can be of service to them Absolutely. in case something hits huh? while you two, or, you two or three are spending time together. Raleigh, um, do more men than women have seizures? Do you know anything about that? Who's subject to it more? Or is it an even-handed situation? As far as I know, it's even. Yeah. There are lots of different triggers that can go across either gender. One of the things that can happen can be hormonal. So sometimes 
Um, women can have it at certain points in their menstrual cycle, and it can trigger that. But there are all kinds of triggers that affect all kinds of people. Stress, sleep deprivation. We um, we have a friend whose wife just had a baby, and he had his seizures controlled very well for a long time. But new baby, not a lot of sleep. And so he's uh, he's going through a rough time trying to figure out that. But like I said, you really? know, lots of triggers can affect lots of people in different ways. Well, if I had heard that, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be a parent. <laughs> kids are going to drive me crazy, but that is interesting. I have another friend who was recently diagnosed that that was her trigger with sleep deprivation. Are we seeing an increase in seizures or in epilepsy? Because America gets a little more complicated like every day and every week. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's I'm not the interesting sure either. question. And because you, uh, because you may be in a car crash and you may hit your head, doesn't mean that you may be subject to having seizures later, Raleigh. It may or may not. It's every person is different. And every seizure is different. Mm-hmm. But traumatic brain injuries can cause epilepsy as later in life, mm-hmm. and it might not even happen immediately. Oh, so so if I have a car crash today, something may appear years from now? Yep. Really? Oh, man, that's a scary thought. Yeah. Because then I really wouldn't know where, where it's coming from. Because right. like, and it could be caused by a lesion in your brain that wasn't fully there, and that's another thing that can cause it, and that could be as a result of a brain injury. So, So basically epilepsy really involves a lot of the brain and the nerves. Yeah, it can mm-hmm. hit. Not to scare you, but it can hit anybody at any time. And does it ever go away on its own, or does it? Uh, or do you have to have it treated? Or uh, in some cases, I think I was reading surgery. Uh, basically, all of those things are true. Yes, it can <laughs> go away on its own. There are people that have been that will be on medication for many, many years and then come off of it and be fine. Life changes can make it. Children can have epilepsy and grow out of it. But again, it's all. All the symptoms and everything is very person-specific. Person-specific. Every mm. per, every person's epilepsy is different from the other person. And that makes it so hard Because everybody's brain that. is different totally. from everyone else's. Yeah. And, and, and so then, yeah, it, it will become a challenge then to, to research because your subjects that you're researching are all going to be different and you're going to get different results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. We are gaining a deeper understanding regarding epilepsy with Raleigh Cooper and Peru Southwell from the Epilepsy Foundation, Colorado. We'll continue our conversation with them on our next edition. Again, save the date for the Foundation's 2019 Strides for Epilepsy 5K on Sunday, September 15th at Memorial Park in Colorado Springs. Details and information is ready for you online at epilepsycolorado.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and we do appreciate the weekend time that you elect to share with us.